Hello, and welcome to The Good Lawyer Show, a podcast where we discuss all things law, tech, and innovation. Today we have on special guest Adil Mula. Adil is the lawyer for UFCW Local 401, the union that represents the workers at the Cargill Meatpacking Plant where they have experienced a large COVID-19 outbreak. Adil, who as you can probably imagine is a very busy individual at the moment, was kind enough to come on the show to give us an overview of how the situation is playing out and offers his thoughts on how it can best be resolved. We also get into the larger issues of access to justice and some of the challenges facing the workers of Cargill and beyond. Yeah, there was a lot of media there. It was at 5 a.m. I mean, I, as, soon as, I, <laughs> as soon as I drove in, the RCMP were just driving in. So I like pulled up right behind them. I was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, I'm like, well, here we go. We're starting the morning off perfectly. We would like to state that Adil's comments and opinions on the show are his own and do not reflect UFCW 401's official or legal positions. On a final note, before we jump into the conversation, if you or your business is facing any COVID-19 related issues, Good Lawyer is offering a free 15-minute legal advice session. Simply visit our website at goodlawyer.ca, click on our COVID-19 resource page, and book your free legal advice session with one of our fantastic lawyers by entering the promo code hashtag washyourhands. With that housekeeping out of the way, let's jump right into the show. Adil, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very, very well. Thank you uh, so much for taking the time during what I assume is a fairly busy time for you. It is, but uh, if we don't take time out just to kind of relax, talk shop, whatever, just hang out with some buddies, it's always good. Makes sense. Well, so I like about you, lawyer and philosopher, all in one. <laughs> yeah, we're we're here to share <laughs> a deal's intellect with the world. Nice. You so, can buy you can buy my copy of the Bible. It's like King James. <laughs> Poetic. There you go. I'd yeah, expect right. nothing less. So, <laughs> ent- entitled Wheeling and a Dealing. That's right. Wheeling exactly. and a Dealing. Exactly. I like that. I like that. It's good. Uh, so, why don't you, can you just give uh, our listeners just a quick background on who you are and why you are so busy these days? Uh, so, who am I? That's a question <laughs> for the ages. Uh, I guess I've been practicing about maybe five years or so, maybe four and a bit. Went to law school with uh, you clowns. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, in-house pretty much my entire career. First, it was for a steel company called Supreme Steel, Supreme Group. Uh, and yeah, we did that for quite a while, like four years. And then the last year, I've kind of switch sides i guess but not really it's in-house for a labor union and the reason why i'm so crazy busy is that particular labor union is uh, united food commercial workers local 401 um and basically we represent people in the food industry so grocery store workers and food processing plants primarily there's some other places we represent as well but that's like a large chunk of it Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and, and one of those, uh, or one part of that is, uh, the Cargill plant. Uh, yeah. So the last little bit's been great. Right. Yeah. Which has had a fairly large COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, can you just give us like, uh, you know, 10,000 foot synopsis of what's going on there and what the last couple of weeks have been like? So, uh, I guess ever since this whole thing started, it's, uh, you know, we've, we've been pretty busy. I mean, I'm pretty proud of the people I work with. They're just honestly, working around the clock 24 seven, we've got tremendous leaders that are, that really care and are just trying so hard to help people out, um, which is great. But I guess the whole thing kind of started 
at the forefront with grocery store workers and you know people are just freaking out like like back then people were freaking out and even now they're freaking out because none of us have ever dealt with something like this right. so you know nurses doctors um paramedics cops uh firefighters everyone's been trained to handle stuff like that as an emergency worker food workers have not had that training so right. they're just thrown into it and you know they rightfully were sort of freaking out and you know what do i do how do i stay safe and unfortunately i you know i'm disappointed i was kind of hoping employers would be better than they were um didn't quite give them the ppe that they needed and it sort of first started with the grocery store and kind of people getting aware to it and going there to buy mountains of toilet paper for whatever <laughs> reason that i still won't understand it started with that and then in the food processing industry you started to because all these stores need to keep the food supply right like they need to keep their shelves stocked of, of course beef chicken whatever um so those plants we're getting an, an insane amount of calls just what do i do this is what's happening i can't do this i i want to do this you know um what are my legal rights what are my legal rights what what do I do? Right. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the question they're asking. What do I do? Right. And it's so hard to, you know, to respond and answer. I mean, especially as a lawyer, because what do you always ask? Well, what are the facts? Right. It depends. We, it depends. <laughs> and we can't get the facts. I think that oh. was a that was a problem, right? We could not get the information from the employers. And so so if I'm like, I think it, as you mentioned, anyone who's been to a grocery store in the last month and a half has seen, to your point, any cleaning product or any sanitary product has been in short supply, but also to your point, meat and beef and chicken and all of that, very tough to come by these days. And obviously uh, where there's demand, that demand needs to be filled. And if I'm understanding you correctly, what's been happening is these plants have been going into overdrive essentially, uh, mm -hmm. trying to keep up with the with the demand uh but not taking the proper precautions hence uh the covid outbreak uh which i believe is almost at a thousand people is that right at, at that plant at the cargill plant yeah uh that question's tough for me to answer okay. only because oh no no I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say why it's only because i don't know what the latest public numbers are oh okay Fair. you know what i mean yeah so but, but it is it is in that ballpark for sure so what are the private numbers no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just joking i'm just kidding <laughs> Twelve thousand. no yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. one million, no, one million. It's not, yeah yeah a right. lot a lot though is a the lot number. a concerning yeah. number so so it sounds like a that you're not getting the proper uh, information out of uh, uh, Cargill, uh, but also so what do you, like what would you like them to do if you're like in an ideal world what is what is what is it that you're looking for so, I mean, to be fair to Cargill, I think they, you know, whatever their philosophy is about it, whatever their position is about it, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take your guidance from, you know, the, the leaders of the country, the leaders of the province. And I think, you know, to be fair, uh, our government hasn't, you know, hasn't really put anyone's feet to the fire and, you know that that sort of thing i i tell a lot of people this i you know i'm i'm from ontario i'm from toronto and i i really don't think it has anything to do with being a liberal or a conservative or an ndp or it doesn't matter uh at the end of the day true leaders 
just do the right thing. And, you know, say what you will about Doug Ford out of Ontario. He's kicking. He's, he's been kicking killing ass. it. He's been killing he's been, it. Let's be he's honest. He's doing a great job. Yeah. He, he calls people out and he just, like, he's called out employers. He, it doesn't matter to him. He's just yeah. like, I want to keep people safe. And unfortunately, we don't have that here. So, so, so is it a provincial issue then? Is, that, is it the provincial government that's most involved in this, not, not federal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah when right. it comes to closures. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. so. Has there been any like uh, from occupational health and safety or the Alberta Health Services or anything? Has there been any, any orders to close or anything like or any direction from them? Or has it been mostly silent? Uh, it's an ongoing issue. Okay, <laughs> and uh, as promised, we won't push you on any of that. <laughs> uh, it's just interesting because I know in BC, for example, and, and maybe even in Ontario, they have shut down. Uh, I think there's a few poultry factories that they have shut down yeah. for this very reason. Now, I wonder, and maybe you can comment on this, the fact that I believe, I think I read 36% of Canada's beef supply comes from that one factory, which is... Pretty insane. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think that's uh, that's from the Globe and Mail. So, uh, if if I'm wrong, they're wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. That that that's true. I believe. Uh, so JBS and Cargill are the two plants in Alberta right. that have had both of them have had outbreaks. and both had COVID outbreaks. Yeah, and both have had like serious like you know issues with people in like ICU and deaths. Right. And both of them together account for seventy percent. Right of, of Canada's beef, which is seventy between Ooh. the two yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so is that that must be part of the issue then? They're keeping it open, like I, I just oh, like I believe supply it. issue, oh, like it. where uh, you know, as you as you alluded to before, the panic for when things were still in, in stock, when there was still yeah. enough stock. Yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. what happens when seventy uh, percent gets kicked out. Right, and that's you know that's why to a certain extent I you know we we can all sort of yell and point fingers at Cargill JBS whoever pick the right. place we can yeah. we can point fingers at any employer any 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 employer yeah. the government the union anyone you can point fingers at you should have done this and you should have done that right um, it shouldn't have gone into your cabin Justin right <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that <laughs> he's like no i'm leaving my family there well and, and going back to <laughs> and a deal I, I i totally agree with you and i would take it you know just one step further which is it's hard to know what what yeah. is right and what totally. is not right right now yeah. across the board right yeah. so you know I, I although i can understand that we can point fingers at everyone the reality is the government has to set the lines. They have to say, okay, you're an essential, you're an essential, you're an essential yeah, worker. I couldn't agree you're an essential more. service. We need you to, uh, to continue the supply chain, but there's too many people in your plant. So we are building you another two or three plants in tents, whatever, the, whatever needs right. to happen to keep people safe and maintain the food supply. It's not a one or other situation, yet, th yet this province has treated it that way, which is super messed yeah. up. Yeah, you know, and I can I can empathize uh, to to the uh, what you were talking about about the confusion in uh, uh, you know I, I I wear multiple hats at this point in my career and in my uh, my other job that's exactly that we're we're deemed an essential service right now but finding out exactly what that means and what it requires and where that line is is next to impossible we yeah. got we get cleared uh, we invited people in we get cleared twice in a row another person comes in and they say oh no all of this needs to change we get another person in they're saying it's yeah, right. fine 
And, and so to your point, it's, it's incredibly difficult right now to know, okay, like, what do you want? We want to do what you, you, you know, we want to protect right. our employees, all of that stuff, uh, put in as many safety features as possible. Uh, at the same time, there is that business practicality and you're trying to balance those two. And, and it's very difficult to, I think you're right. Like those clear guidelines from the government, which I personally have not seen. And I've been pretty close to this subject. Right. At the end of the day though, I do think that. Cargill and JBS <laughs> and the employers that yeah. that we sort of try to hold to account, I do think they they effed up. There's no question. Well with the I, no just, break I, just, thing, for sure. I just I just think we allow it to just keep going on and on and on if the government right. doesn't do something about it. I think so, that's the problem. So what what do you want from them? Like do you want like you said, you kind of mentioned think, honestly yes, increased dialogue. That's that's like the really biggest. Oh, dude, absolutely. Wow. So it's not even like uh, a total closure that you're demanding or anything like that. It's just so, potentially to... So initially when, um, when the whole, when the membership was super freaked out and nothing was changing and we weren't getting any information, we, at, we demanded, asked, whatever word yeah. you want to use, uh, a, a full shutdown until things were assessed. That happened after someone passed away. Right. Um, which, you know, we would say is a little too late. Um, I did it for sure. Right. So we were asking for a shutdown at one point. Now we're sort of, we're still asking that people don't go into work until everyone knows that they're safe to go into work. But that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that, it, that it has to be shut down for two weeks or whatever. It just, right. honestly, the solution to the problem is just talking. If, if, right. there, if the lines of communication were open, I would be able to get the facts I so desperately desire so I can tell the members, hey, it's not safe or hey, it is safe. I can't right. do that when I don't know. Well, so yeah. And, 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 you know, I want to take it one step further because, you know, there's a lot of members who, you know, would fall in your scope of work. And, you know, it, I would assume it's not practical for you to have like a one-on-one -on -one chat with every single member in the union. Totally, absolutely. You know, so you oh, have I'd all like of to you. Be, to no, be but, but, fair, I'm only pointing out my perspective as legal counsel. Totally, first. totally. And I'm taking it one one further to like thinking about like the actual workers, you know, like going home, freaking out about their safety, like, you know, for very good reason and not being able to get answers to their questions. Like, sure, yeah, it's on a government website, but like they want to talk to somebody Right. who they view as, as a professional can give them the answers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think this is a sort of like a perfect segue because I know we had a couple other topics we were going to touch on today <laughs> about this just being a, a perfect example of um, an access justice issue where you have these people with these legal concerns. Am I legally obliged to go to work? Can I stay home? Am I entitled oh, yeah, to eat? Like yeah. these are legal questions that people just aren't able to find quick and reliable right. answers to, you know, enter yeah. good lawyer, obviously, but, <laughs> um, you know, we were going to chat a little bit today about your thoughts on the access Let's issue. Let's do it. Let's and, jump into that. you know, maybe we can just segue into what's going on in that brand. So like, uh, you know, access to justice, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think all lawyers sort of have an opinion on access to justice and probably most of us would say it's uh, garbage. But, um, but from an in-house 
side, like which is like the entirety of my career somehow. There are so many people, dude, that just come into my office going, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, if, honestly, if this is yeah. about work, no. So this better be personal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, okay, I've been arrested. I'm like, okay, good, you can stay. Um, no, no, but well, and and, and you know, this was this was one other point that I that I was gonna take the opportunity to mention that a deal modestly skipped over. A deal was the and this kind of like character trait of yours is why I'm bringing it up. A deal was the LSA president. Yeah, we were all in law school together. Big screaming deal. Yeah, he was like <laughs> the king, the king of the school, and I really got to say. You know, wow. not single-handedly, but he was definitely the leader of the pack. Made law school just this extremely welcoming yep. place and a ton of fun. So all right, just, wanted, just wanted to chime in that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> can you, can you blush on a podcast? <laughs> uh, but, but, but I think your point is like, just getting back to that because that happens with me too. I, I'm an in-house counsel as well. Yeah. And uh, people, I will tell you this much, whenever someone knocks on the door, it's residential, it's family, or it's, it's some I, I, wills, wills and with employment stuff, which is yeah. something that I'm there to help with. Yeah. They don't even come to me for that. It's all yeah. the other stuff. They don't know where to look. They don't know where to find. They can't afford uh, a yeah. $250 an hour, which is on yeah. the, as you guys both know, is on the cheap end for lawyers. Oh yeah. Uh, and they, they just don't, they don't even know where to look. And then so where you, do you guys send them though? Where do you send them? <laughs> well, actually, now? Exclusively, to good <laughs> but you know, even before I was involved with Good Lawyer, I was sending them there because it at least gave them a chance. Like someone who was in that area could at least give them, "Hey, here's here's what you need to know. Here's the four corners of this issue." Uh, totally. And you know, and I think that that is a massive issue that lawyers we talk about it to an extent, but I think as an as a you know as a whole you know industry. We, we shy away. It's kind of the dirty little secret that we know that we're only servicing a very tiny fraction of the legal needs out there. And it's not out of a desire that we don't want to. A lot of times people would love to do that, but it just, it, at the end of the day, you can't also pay the bills. Dude, I like, also um, had a conversation just a few days ago with a lawyer um, who was thinking about joining the platform and I don't think it's going to, going to really work out, but you know, his, we were talking about fixed fee pricing and, you know, a reduction to, acknowledge the fact that good lawyer like you know more or less serves up a client and you know good lawyer obviously needs to like build a sustainable business so needs to take a piece but also we can drive the prices down because we you know provide this more sure. efficient conduit between the client and the lawyer but his response was i don't know if i feel comfortable participating in a race to the bottom oh, and i just felt like it just totally missed the point well yeah, like now I need to take a shower. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really didn't like it, and I like I like the guy, but I was just like, man, like that doesn't resonate with me. Like that doesn't, you know, we're trying to make law more accessible because so many people can't afford legal services in the way that we serve them up. Um, you might end up even like handling files that are way more interesting, novel, complex than you ever thought. So it's clearly not even about a passion for the law. It's just about money. Yeah, but there and there and there is, you know, there has been a certainly a tendency of like the lawyers that have really excelled on our platform. They genuinely get a kick out of helping people. And like you can tell. So I, you know, I think that permeates throughout the profession in a big way. I don't think every lawyer feels that way. But I definitely do think I think there's more of us that think like this. Exactly. Like I think there is a bigger contingent that, you know, are good, in my view, good lawyers and like 
genuinely want to help people. Yeah. And I, I think there's also a bit of a fallacy that we like to tell ourselves that law is just so complex that there's no way we can break it down into smaller pieces, you know? Oh, and absolutely. No way. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Thousand you know, dollar I mean, minimum. Ex- and that's it, you know, and it's like, no, we, and we take this as an excuse sometimes not even to try, you know, where we say, yeah, but what do we do? Like on the inside, we have templates, we have exactly. precedents. So clearly we found ways to simplify our own lives <laughs> and yet, and yet, no, 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 it's too complicated. You couldn't yeah. possibly understand this three page document. It's crazy that in law, the service provider doesn't take the risk in every other service industry the service provider takes the risk. They give you a quote, fixed fee. You know, if you're getting your house painted, no painter's like, I'm going to paint it for a hundred bucks an hour and I'm just going to paint it until I feel like it's done. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to tell you how much it costs to paint your house. It's just like, no. How much is it going to cost? I'll I'll tell you when we're done painting it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then lawyers are always like, well, you know, it all, it depends. It depends. It depends what they need. I'm like, yeah, but Oh, of you course can, you went to a painting You can probably analogy. put it, yeah, I did, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's but, not the first time. <laughs> I mean, I think running a painting business before law school really set me up in know, this please. sort of way. We can fast forward yeah. to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so what, are you a, a fourth or fifth year call now, Adil? Um, i like, you're one of the two, right? I think. I think I'm. So 20, 2015. So 2015, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm in my fourth year. Is that Aren't you like that 45? <laughs> oh, I was just about to swear real harsh. I'm at least fifty. <laughs> so, so was this now that you're you know established in your career? How is this compared to what you thought it would be in law school? Is it is it kind of what you figured, or is it completely different? Are you disillusioned? Are you more in light? Is there would hope? you do it again? Would you do it again? I would absolutely do it again. No question. There you go. And okay. So, uh, it, but it's not. A, but it's not what I thought I'd do at all. I, I mean, how how could you possibly? even fathom what it's really like to be right of course a lawyer like you really i don't think i don't think any of us doesn't matter whether you're a trial lawyer or whatever it's it's nothing like what you thought it would be but on that same note it's disappointing not really because of what we do but the infrastructure that we have to work within is just ridiculous i mean so what do you mean like elaborate so like so like i mean you know even the fact that courts are closed <laughs> is insane. It's, it's right. insane. I mean, we 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 view justice so low on you know on the priority list that we can shut down courts and and it's not you know what I mean and and yeah. just continue on our lives like like as if courts are like I mean <laughs> I don't know it's 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 crazy to me like I know exactly what a deal I know exactly what you mean yeah. I it's not like a partner. I know. <laughs> right? I love where you I love where you're going with that. It, it, it I totally agree. Justice is like this oddly undervalued thing in society. Well, it's the nice weird thing have. is is well no, the weird thing is is that it's not undervalued. It's everyone loves lawyer movies and shows and stuff. Everyone has an opinion on justice. Every single person every single person like yeah. unequivocally has an has an, has some sort of opinion on justice so people hold those things pretty high but for whatever reason we just sort of accept that okay well trials will take place perhaps 14 years later um if there's a pandemic no one has ever used zoom in their life we'll shut down the courts 
the <laughs> society takes three weeks to tell everyone, yeah, you can totally use video conferencing to sign an affidavit or a stack deck. Are you joking? This is ridiculous. Dude, so, I, this so, is, what the one that I love too is like, then you got like the Legal Education Society. It's Ben McLaughlin to go and write an article on how we're severely effing up for us to go, yeah, maybe she's right. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just, yeah, I, 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 I love how you, how you frame that too. Um, like I am, I'm just disappointed. I'm like, I'm like, really? People, the amount of prestige that comes with being a lawyer yeah. is tremendous. It's this weird dark prestige that like- It is this weird they'll, dark they'll, prestige. They'll, they'll, they'll like yeah. spit on you the same as they like hold you up on a throne. Yeah. But, but, but we enjoy that prestige. And for us to just kind of be like, yeah, I guess I'm taking a couple of months off because yeah. of a pandemic is insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's like if you want to be held on the same platitude or you know in the same ballpark as doctors yeah then act like it exactly well so so on that note then do, do you think that do you think that change can come from inside the industry because as you know uh we self-regulate uh yeah. and there's a bit of <laughs> i shouldn't say there's a bit there's obviously a protectionism element to it why change if we don't have to we've got a pretty good gig going on do you think that that we can as lawyers i mean as the entire body whole can we can we say you know what look justice as you put it is not just for lawyers it's not just our thing to wield and to to sculpt yeah. into whatever form that we want we need to to bring in people that are affected by this beyond our circle of uh briefs and uh you know submissions yeah. and thing you know everything like that do you think that that we have a hope in doing that without having an outside force push us in that direction yo I, in my yo <laughs> no, I love on it. A, this is the type a, of show we roll here. On a lawyer podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, we keep, it, we, keep it, we, says, we keep it real, yo. Keep it real. Sometimes we even right. say swear words here, so you're, you're all good. Yeah, always keep it at hundred. But uh, I, th I think honestly, I think it can only come from within. I think it's. I think it can only. Are you kidding? The the It's the powers that be, quote unquote, don't even have that much power. They just sort of regulate as best as they can they don't have huge budgets they're not massive bureaucracies like the you know the law society of alberta is not that it's not that big you know what i mean like it it it's our governing body i show the utmost respect and deference right. to it but they can't they can't do that much they don't wield that much power no we they don't the ones that, we're the ones that wield power and as soon as we decide that okay from now on because the, the beauty of this thing is how many of us are going to say, yeah, yeah, totally get rid of uh, video conference uh, signing right. of stack decks, totally, you know, go back to shutting down courthouses. Right. Like none of us, none of us, none right. of us are going to say, yeah, I'm fine with that. So, but, but do you not think that, that and getting back to Brett's favorite subject, uh, the billable hour, uh, you know, it, do, do you think that, are we going to screw that up? Uh, like as a, again, as the the lawyers corporate, like the entire body, yeah. you know, that's a, called that's the a nice profession, thing. Matt. Thank you. Yes. The profession. Actually, that's exactly what it's called. <laughs> the profession. That's, that's the it, word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know about that. The profession as the profession, you know, 
we get paid fairly well. Again, there's obviously, this is a general statement because there's many examples of uh, selfless lawyers who aren't, but like as a, as a whole, we get paid fairly well. Uh, we kind of dictate who can access us, whether we intentionally do that or not. Do you think that we actually have that, that guts to say, you know what, we're going to throw this aside and we're going to, we're going to start, you know, adopting these technologies or these new processes and things like that. Or do you think that the, you know, the old guards just going to put up too much of a fight? Uh, I think to be, to be fair to the old guard, I, I just think they don't know any better. Yeah. Fair. Uh, that, I don't know if that's being fair. To them. <laughs> <But> <laughs> they're not cynical. They're unaware. They ignorant. Um, I think, I honestly think there's a lot more. If, if money is your goal, then there's a lot yeah. more money to be had. If, Agreed. If you, if you get rid of the billable hour. Like, if no, even being a lawyer, <laughs> I mean, billable hours, you're, 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 you are completely fooling yourself if you think you are actually getting your billable hour times the amount of hours that you've put in. Right. Get out of here. That, that, right. We all know that is not the case. Right. Cleo, Cleo stat says it's one day a week for the solos and small shops. One day a week they are billing. Right. And so, so how exactly is that working so well for you? That's it a good isn't. Point. It isn't. And the quicker we realize that it's actually not working for us, the more money we're going to make. Right. The idea that we need to... And the more of, people uh, will help a deal. And the more yeah. people will help. It's this, it's this amazing, like, you know, it's two, <laughs> it's two birds, one stone. It's right. You, you get you get the it's a win win. You get a benefit of, of of both. It's like I've always said this will never happen. But I've always thought it'd be really cool that if we had universal legal care. I completely like universal interesting. because everyone we don't even have to go as far as healthcare where everything is just billed to the government. We could have, we could, even if we just said everyone gets like a $10,000 legal pot that they use once in their lifetime for whatever, that would... Or even just you pick the basic services, like, you know, you cover yeah, yeah, divorces, you, you cover right. wills, and they yeah. just give everybody a will. That yeah. would be smart. Yeah. That and would save crazy, a lot of money on the back end. Well, the crazy <laughs> part is, is it doesn't even... Like, what it does is it, it stabilizes the middle. Like... Instead of having poor lawyers and crazy rich lawyers, you end up having a greater middle making 300 grand because that's exactly what just, happens in healthcare. Which doctors, is still, yeah, a ton doctors, of doctors don't get to make large medical firms and make millions and millions and millions of dollars, but they also don't have doctors who are starving in gutters, right? Like they're able to just make the pot bigger. Mm-hmm. So right. why do, why why can't we do that? Like, God damn it, we're smarter than them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a that's a. You telling me we can't figure that out? I like uh, that. Yeah, back to the philosopher here. You're really living up to your namesake. Sorry, but <laughs> how good lawyer can help with that is by starting. I think honestly, like that's why I love good lawyers because I think we're helping start it. I think we can start getting people to think differently about legal services, and that's the biggest hurdle. People have to think differently before they're willing to pay differently and et cetera. 
Right. So I, I want to be respectful of your time here. Uh, I know you're very busy. Oh, I, I very important. Off my phone. I don't <laughs> but uh, so, but but just touching on that, what you know, you have been uh, very supportive of Good Lawyer, uh, and just maybe just elaborate a little bit more on what it is that you do like, like what about that thinking differently, or or if there's any other aspects of uh, Good Lawyer that you know really made you say, yeah, no, I I, I support this uh, this new endeavor. I think a lot of it goes to, honestly, my disappointment. Like the fact that, how are we still faxing things? Like that is that's, <laughs> that is so insane to me. And like today I had to, you know, make submissions to the board and I emailed them and I apologized for emailing. <laughs> oh but you know, COVID, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, all right, I'll let it slide this once, Mr. Mula, right? But I think that's that's a problem. I think that is a significant problem. Yeah. We've got we've got house parties, Zoom, we've got like texting, WhatsApp, Facebook. We've got all these things on our phone, and I'm still faxing things. Are you <laughs> like, come on? Totally. So and, that, and yeah, a good lawyer it, it, gives me hope. That's honestly what it is. Good lawyer gives me hope. You know what? You and I'm just like jumping right onto what you were saying there. The thing that I couldn't stand anymore was hearing when I asked why were we doing something the way we were doing it, which, you know, faxing in 2020 or something equally outlandish, which is everywhere. <laughs> and and you'd ask the, you'd ask the question, why are we still doing it like this? And the answer was always because this is the way we do it. Yeah. And that was just so not satisfactory to me. That was just not a satisfactory response when, you know, most people can't afford it. And then the kicker being, you've got so many lawyers of varying income levels struggling, whether it's, you know, psychologically or emotionally, like, or like they're, you know, they're working all the time. Don't spend like, there's so many problems for lawyers in the profession. Yeah. And we hamstring ourselves to a certain extent because we have to work those crazy late hours because we have these inefficient processes and we have to do these things that don't make sense a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, yeah, the greatest There's value. still a hopeful future. Woo. Yes, cheers, cheers, yes. We can drink on this show, right? Heavily is actually encouraged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's required. The way we get through it, that's why we have yeah, the interesting right. questions. Yeah, yeah. Right. When we start slurring and swearing every second <laughs> word is when we know it's time to end the show. <laughs> oh, you should have kicked me off before we started. <laughs> no, uh really really interesting perspective obviously you're uh doing some good work for uh some some and i'm being i'm I'm not trying to be overly flattering here or anything like that but obviously some people who really need help and you're on the front lines helping them uh uh you know in their working situation and and in obviously in a fairly dangerous one that uh, a lot of people are getting sick so uh you know that that's awesome to hear it's great to see someone that I went to law school with uh having such an important role this early in their career uh is there any last Parting, uh, parting shots. That was, that any... was me shrugging. Sorry. <laughs> no, you make you make a difference in a lot Absolutely. of people's lives, man, yeah. and and we both have hey. a tremendous amount of respect for you. And you can see why this guy was so damn popular in law school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, you know already. <laughs> but yeah, any last uh, any last parting shots here uh, that you'd like to get in? Um, or did we cover everything on the bucket list? I think honestly, man, if we just keep looking out for each other, and you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a lawyer, uh, doctor, grocery clerk working in transportation whatever if we all just kind of look out for each other we'll get through this and quite frankly uh if we keep looking out for this looking out for each other as well we'll get through anything else we can change things 
we can increase access to justice. Sky's the limit, baby. So I have supreme going. confidence in humanity's ability to learn and hopefully get better. Absolutely. Uh, you've uplifted my, uplifted my spirits in a dark time, so I do appreciate Let's do that. some we good, my more, friends. Uh, we need yeah. more good we lawyers do. like you. Stick on the line here once we uh, uh, cut off here, but thank you once again for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Right on. Thanks again to Adil for making time for us during his very busy schedule. The Good Lawyer Show is produced by Brock Patulik, who displays his vast podcasting talents each and every week by making Brett and myself sound somewhat coherent. No easy feat. But if you did like what you heard, we would greatly appreciate if you took a very quick second to give us a five-star rating. And of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button to ensure you're not missing any nuggets of wisdom from our guests. Until next time, we hope you have a great week.